Do you need help crafting a mini lesson that keeps your students engaged and is tailor-made for the students you have in front of you? Let me help you with my step-for-step approach to crafting a mini lesson. Grab it now by clicking the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are often tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you ideas that you can use today. I'm here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Welcome to this week's episode of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. In this episode, we're going to talk about that sticky, controversial topic of keeping students accountable during independent reading. Listen in as I tell you my strategies or approach. Reader's Workshop is a wonderful framework that allows readers to flourish, but it can also breed a sense of anxiety when it comes to the idea of holding students accountable for the time they spend reading during the workshop. This anxiety is heightened if you are being relegated to being virtual or hybrid. So I want to point out that my favorite way to address the idea of accountability is that of creating a classroom culture of readers. My students knew that whether they loved to read or not, reading was not only what we did in our classroom, but also it was who we were. We were readers. This meant that every spare moment was spent reading, whether it was an unplanned interruption to the day or sitting in line waiting to take our class picture, students knew that they were to be reading. This commitment meant that I worked hard to make sure that my classroom library met their varying needs. It meant that I collaborated with my librarian and many in my if my classroom library lacked the access to good fit books that they needed. It also meant that I took the time to get to know my students and their interests so that I could make book recommendations that they would find relevant and valuable. Another way that I built a culture of reading was to assign monthly or quarterly, depending on the group of students I had that year, book talk projects. Students were assigned a genre, but were allowed to choose their own book. A list of project options were offered, and students were asked to choose a different project each month or each time. When students presented their book talk project to the class, it included a synopsis of the book as well as their recommendation. I often assigned a genre that had already been taught in class so that students would have the necessary skills to successfully navigate that genre. It would, I would then work with my librarian to let her know what genre we were learnt, reading that month and they would pull a wide range of titles from the shelves for my students. It, in addition to reviewing 
the genre characteristics with the students before having them check out books. This approach helped create a sense of urgency for both students and parents. In class, students knew that the project was coming up so they would use independent reading time to read their book, talk project books. At home, parents also aware of the projects <coughs> would encourage students to read their books. It was a win-win all the way around. Students were also encouraged to read widely because they were reading books outside their normal reading diet. I do have a Book Talk Project product in my store to help you get started that I will link in my show notes. Another way to keep students accountable during um, independent reading is to use Stop and Jot. This is a strategy that we often teach students to use to help them hang on to their reading. These post-it notes, which involves using post-it notes, these post-it notes act as breadcrumbs for us and help us get to know our readers better. My favorite way to introduce this strategy was during guided reading. I often started with teaching students to monitor their comprehension on each page of text they read, teaching them to ask themselves who and what the text was about. One way to do this is uh, virtually is to assign students a Jamboard that they can create. Sorry, that they can create digital sticky notes on. The sticky notes could be based on the day's mini lesson, your guided reading lesson, or any goals that the student is working on, or just based on something that they found interesting to stop and jot down. The next way to um, help hold students accountable during independent reading is to offer reading response options. So reading response activities are another way to ensure that students are engaging in deep reading. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. A simple reading response notebook could be used for students to jot down their wanderings in. Of course, this requires modeling, but after a while, it becomes a place for them to document their reading and a place for you to see what goals they may need to put down or pick up based on the thoughts they wrote down. You could also have students use a reading response choice board to ensure thoughtful responses to what they have read. As with anything you roll out to your students, this should only be assigned after careful modeling has taken place. I have reading response choice boards in my store. I give you a rollout plan so that you set your students up for success. Link will be in the show notes. Another approach to reading response could be to have students fill out a reading log each time they read with pages read or time read and a short stop and jot about what they read. I also have reading logs in my store that provide built-in opportunities to do just that. I will link that in my show notes as well. As previously mentioned, book talk projects are another great way to not only hold students accountable, but also to build a reading community and is another form of reading response. Another way to hold students accountable or keep students accountable during independent reading is to confer with students. Conferring with students is a thoughtful and systematic way to keep students accountable. One way to manage your conferences is to set appointment times with students that you want to confer with. This will help you manage your conferring time and create a sense of urgency with students surrounding their reading. If you are working on setting goals in reading, this will give them a due date, in air quotes, 
for trying out the strategies that you discuss with them. You could choose to confer with students individually or in small groups based on their goals and needs. As with anything, planning is essential to success. Using a conferring template could help you not only prepare for your conferences, but also keep track of what uh, you've worked on with stu your students. And I will link my template in the show notes. Um, and finally, the last um, option that I have here for keeping students accountable during independent reading is to have a mid-workshop teach. So you deliver your mini lesson, ask students to implement the mini lesson in their independent reading books, then have them go off and read. Then you confer with students um, to check on them and to see how it's going. And you make note of any challenges students are running into. Then you check in with students as a whole group midway through their independent reading time to reteach your mini lesson or address anything that you saw students struggling with. So you do this by saying, readers, I've noticed, and then you, you kind of explain that, and then you let them go back to their reading. Um, if you are having to conduct readers' workshop virtually, then in a virtual readers' workshop, you have students set a time for a predetermined time in order to come back together as a class for a mid-workshop teach. Students read independently, either in breakout rooms or just on camera while you confer with students that you have predetermined to meet with and check in on their goals and how the mini-lesson application is going. So, here are some next steps for you. Choose one of the above strategies and give it a go. So just to recap, the strategies were, one, create a culture of reading. Make it known that in your classroom you are readers. Two, another approach is you could introduce the concept of stop and jot, and that's where students get a sticky note and they keep track of their thoughts or they monitor their comprehension or they keep track of their wonderings and they keep those sticky notes um, in their book. Another option is to use reading response. And I talked about using a notebook, um, reading response choice boards, or book talk projects to help um, with the reading response. Um, another strategy was to confer with your students. And last was the mid-workshop teach. So choose one and then tag me on social media and let me know how it went and what other ideas you may have for keeping students accountable. It's a touchy subject because deep down I feel like students should just be allowed to read, but I know that a lot of teachers want that accountability piece, which is why I created, wrote the podcast to help you with that. So I look forward to seeing how it goes, and let's continue to learn together. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to take a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, Please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirellas on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode. Don't forget to grab your free guide for crafting a mini lesson by clicking the link on my show notes or going to www.evamirelis.com.